Hello, and uh, welcome to the next installment of the Patreon Voted On episodes from your Eject Rejects. I'm Jacob. I'm Forrest. And I want to die. I think we all do. Um, so, the theme for February was love. and uh, You just sound elated right now. Just we... <laughs> Full we of were, energy. We were racking our brains trying to figure out a fourth film. I threw out What Women Want as a joke, pretty much, because, you know, concept of Mel Gibson reading women's minds sounds good. It sounds funny. Um, and, God, you guys agreed with it, and you voted on it, and, boy, howdy, I regret that decision. Um, now, you're allowed to like whatever you want. Absolutely. You're entitled to your opinion. Mm-hmm. Our opinion is that we have lost all joy to live. I think so. Um, they should rename this movie uh, uh, Succubus, Siren, because um, it draws you in for a second. You think it's going to be all right, and then you leave your pirate ship, get on the rock, and the mermaid then kills you, rips your head off, and your corpse is then floating in the Pacific Ocean, and you're wondering why. I mean, this movie would have done with some gore. I would have been down with that. Out of nowhere, just like some sort of serial killer comes in, but it's a female serial killer, so when Mel Gibson starts reading her mind, he's like, <gasps> and then he solves the murders, like, <gasps> make you're this a already slasher on studio film. Says. Yeah, oh, yeah shit, you're, just, you're just immediately going into, how can we fix this dumpster fire? All right, so this All is right. a 2000 film. Let me inject some energy into here, because unfortunately, Fortunately, we're going to have a hard time to really keep up our presence. Um, it's the 2000 film that really personifies the culture of per- 2000 films. It's about Mel Gibson um, playing Nick Marshall, who is some sort of huge um, advertisement agent. He's an up-and-coming advertising guy, and he's climbing the ladder because... It's an advertising company that has based its success on the objectification of women and men being manly men and everything. And they established that early on with his boss talking about, you know, it was so be easier back in the 80s when it was all about bikinis and sports cars. And he's a, he's a chauvinistic pig asshole that exemplifies all the horrible things in men that I personally despise. And guess what? He gains the ability while wearing pantyhose and nail polish and... Um, electrocuting himself in the bath to then read women's minds and mm-hmm. also poodles. And yeah, the the one French poodle that he goes by, he Monsieur, I have to poop. Like, <laughs> I don't know that. I'll admit the the bathroom scene got me. I enjoyed that. That was that was an entertaining scene watching Mel Gibson try all of these uh, lady products and you know wax his leg and put on the pantyhose and just about to put on the bra and everything i don't know i enjoyed that that was a fun moment but my god paint a turd gold it's still a turd that that was when you know things were still good before the dark times yeah before the mind reading uh, well it, it's it just baffles me that uh directed by nancy myers she has done good as gold kind of romantic comedies before. I love Father of the Bride. It was one of those films that I watched when I was little on cable with Steve Martin. I'm not Mm -hmm. huge into romantic comedies. It's just not my thing. This obviously doesn't break the mold, but I've liked some of the stuff she's done. She obviously has the ability to make good movies. It's just, this doesn't seem like it has any taste. 
I honestly thought looking to the director that this was going to be made and produced by men and it wasn't and to me it just it it felt like she was uh, I just I have a hard time believing that the people writing this thought this was going to go over well and I guess it did because this grossed pretty well it's just it hasn't aged well and I think my argument to that would be well I didn't think it was even good for the 2000s I mean if I would have watched this in the 2000s I think my sensibility still would have been offended yeah I I, I honestly found this film incredibly offensive to be totally frank Uh, before I get into that though just in regards to the others actors and actresses that start in this film obviously Mel Gibson is playing as our primary lead we have Helen Hunt who is playing a new up-and-coming executive within the advertisement company because she's the director of she's the direct the yeah. creative director creative right director, that's what her yeah. title was and she was brought in because the advertising company that Nick is working for is failing because they're not connecting with women and therefore Mel Gibson's boss played by Alan Alda who is Hawkeye from MASH yeah. which is kind of an interesting interesting thing that we, we noticed. He brings in Nancy Myers' character, not Nancy Myers, Helen Hunt's character, I should say, to basically try and bring the company back on track and con- connect with the women audience, essentially. Uh, there's also Sarah Paulson in this film, Judy Greer, and then Bette Midler, and a few other people I recognize as well. I didn't write down all of their names. But the moral of the story is pretty decent cast, all things considered. The budget was pretty big from what you saw for us, which I think probably directly contributed to Mel Gibson's pay paycheck. But, it had to have um, been because a lot of it was just like over-the-top fancy sets sometimes. And Well, and that's the thing, too, is most of the time, if you look at budgets of rom-coms and such, they're generally not that big. This was 70 off, million. Yeah, 70 million. Like, I would have guessed, like, maybe 20 or 30, but that's why I think it probably has just contributed directly to... Uh, his paycheck or bet midler too bet midler too but she had such That's a true. minor role you know she was and just she had the... such an odd role basically the psychiatrist that then gives him the idea to start abusing his power what kind of shit yeah. role was that? Uh, yeah i don't know it it was so weird though this movie did not if if like so uh, it did not utilize its 70 million dollar budget well at all yeah, I mean, honestly, the best way for me to summarize this film is this is like a Christmas Carol, except instead of Mel Gibson's character finding out his becoming a warm person through curmudgeonly stuff, instead it's making use of his power to basically use and abuse women, and then along the way he falls in love with one, and therefore everything's okay. And all the stuff that he's done is okay because he discovered his errors after he's caused so much damage. Like it just, and then on top of that, Mel Gibson's character basically reminds me of Steven Stifler from American Pie, but with more charisma, like that bad. And in and, and the American Pie series, it's funny because Steven Stifler is supposed to be the well, asshole and he's representing everything that's worse to the man. And he's not the hero of the film. He's often the antagonist. They're mocking, and, they're mocking that they're stereotype, mocking that stereotype in American Pie. Versus in this one, we're supposed to sympathize with this character who's our protagonist. I mean, he says lines and does things where I'm like, that that's not okay during any lens, and I'm supposed to care about this character? And I started to try and think about this from a critical perspective, like, okay, I want to try and break this down structurally so I can like think of this, like, how did, regardless of the content, did, like, what, how is this broken down? And it got to a point where I'm like, at what point in this movie are we supposed to discover and care for this character and actually 
find value in him. Like, okay, I can understand he starts off as an asshole and then he's going to turn into a good guy. Fine, plenty of movies do that, and I like that. I like that trope. But when it's a fucking two-hour movie and that turn that he doesn't realize all the stuff he's doing is terrible is literally in like the last half hour of the film and we've been seeing him do all this shit and take advantage of so many people, it's too much without him expressing any sort of regret or anything until it's like, oh, I have stakes because I actually care about one of these people I've objectified my entire Like, I'm sorry. I know I'm ranting, but this is what pissed me off about the movie. It really did. And they made a brief joke of this, and I think it would have been really funny if it went to fruition, if um, Mel Gibson's character was actually gay. <laughs> I I feel like they could have done way better with this film, because you're, you're right, there was a few things near the end of the film where I'm like, you're supposed to be doing better, but I still feel like you're an asshole. There's one character that he's been stringing along throughout the whole entire movie, and it was this coffee shop lady. Marissa and, Tomei. Yes, and um, we get cued in that she has issues with abandonment. Understandable. Mm-hmm. And um, she's interested in him, but she also doesn't want to be hurt. And she's kind of driving herself crazy because she doesn't know what she wants or she doesn't know what to do and what the right thing is to do. Well, he leads her on and she kind of falls for his trap. And then after one night of vigorous, copious, uh, bumpin' uglies, she's then obsessed with him. She's like, this person gets me. Obviously, he's reading her mind and cueing in improperly, but she's like, he gets me kind of thing. And then when he never calls her back, she confronts him and says, what's wrong? And then she has this little idea like, oh, maybe it's not me. Maybe it's you. Maybe you're you're gay. At that moment, I thought, okay, cool. Mel Gibson's going to be like, I'm stringing her along. I brought her to the brink of insanity, and now she's calling me gay. I need to come clean. And I'm like, okay, cool. This is going to be a good scene. And then all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, you're right. I'm... I'm gay. I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. I- <laughs> yeah, because he didn't care about her and therefore it didn't matter. It only matters when Mel Gibson has to get the girl that actually fell in love with him and he fell. Oh, just- yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to drop the, the male chauvinism, chauvinism and sexism from this point. I, I don't think there's much else I can express about that. So if you guys wanted to add anything before I just talked about at least some of the stuff that I did like. <laughs> I mean... You, you guys kind of you, you hit all the nails on the head. There was really only two. There were two redeeming factors in this movie for me, and that was Marissa Tomei's over-the-top performance. I, I yeah. think I, I like her. And, she was fun. Yeah, and Judy Greer. Judy Greer's, but her her also her little storyline was super she weird. Made me sad to be totally honest. It like did, that whole subplot. The, oh, go ahead, the, Jacob. Yeah, yeah, the weird subplot. So J- Judy Greer plays Aaron, the the file girl, and he right when he gets the ability to read minds and he first gets into his office, there's just this offhanded thing where he he bumps into her and she goes, "Oh, there he wow, he hit me," and uh, I wish it would have killed me or something along those lines not she makes she makes a she makes a joke about or not a joke but she makes a thought in her head about her wanting to kill herself and that continues on throughout the entire movie pretty much because she feels unnoticed and unwanted and um stuck in her position and it eventually leads to him uh going to her house because she doesn't show up for work one day and he basically gives her after breaking into her house he gives her a job and the job she wanted and because he thought she was gonna kill herself and it was just this really weird 
unnecessary subplot, but I really like Judy Greer, so it was okay, I guess, just because I like her. She was well, the shining light, not her subplot. I, I, I was actually feeling some sort of form of emotion when it was leading up to that moment when he was going through her apartment and everything's rainy and that, that music was swelling. I'm like, oh, goodness. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're not going to show her being dead, but the, the scene hopefully has some sort of emotional like impact, but then it resulted to him just realizing he's then lost his ability, because I guess whatever godly force decided that he's used the ability enough. He got it, hit by sparks from the lightning bolt that blew up a transformer. With, yeah, like, he, it just, he, he doesn't need this ability anymore because he's learned his lesson, so then part of this scene that should be about him talking to her and leveling with her is just him trying to figure out why he's not hearing her thoughts anymore. And it's just really awkward and it has nothing to do with the chauvinism, sexism and this, that, that was just an awkward scene for me. Yeah. Well, and then from that, it immediately turned into, well, we're in need of a position. Do you want a job? Which I guess was supposed to be the, the, the good ending to that to that little moment which that's fine i i thought her basically i thought judy greer's character and mercer tomei's character they were both adorable in their own little weird ways and they were the only good parts of the film for me the other thing that i personally just despised the entire time was you know i don't dislike mel gibson in terms of his acting i mean i'm not going to get too much into mel gibson as a person there's been enough ink spilled about mel gibson and this stuff and I'm not going to make a statement about that one way or another, but in terms of the movies that I've generally seen him in, you know, Braveheart. Um, signs. Yeah, Signs. I mean, he was okay in Signs, obviously. Uh, Mad Max and all those. I don't mind his acting. I hated his acting in this film, and granted, it was also probably because of his character, but it wasn't just his character, because I've seen other films where you have this feel like there was a, film that my girlfriend introduced me to called Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, which is very similar, and it's another takeoff of the Christmas Carol thing, and different premise, but that's with Maggie McConaughey, and he plays kind of a scummy character like Scrooge as well. He played that role a lot better, in my opinion, that was very identical to this character. I've seen... It just, I did not like his acting in this film for some reason. I'm like, why is Mel Gibson so bad? Like, it just maybe if it had been a better actor or something, I might have cared a little bit more about this character, but I just, at no point did I ever feel like anything, anything involving his twist into a good person in like the last eighth of the film mm-hmm. mattered at all. It just didn't feel honest to me. And I just, I'm sorry. I, I hated this film. I hated it. So there are two parts of this film that I enjoyed that were actually fun and not stab a pencil in my eye um, kind of feel. The the scene when he is um, dancing to his daughter's music and he's saying, I'm a bitch, and he's putting yeah. on makeup and leggings, that was fun. There was a lot of energy to that. It was just Mel Gibson being goofy and putting on a little Biore nasal strip and... That was cool. I really enjoyed that. And then near the back half of the movie when uh, he is trying to uh, shop with his daughter to get her a, a prom dress, they have uh, what, what a Woman Wants playing over the little uh, dress montage, which is very cliche, but I thought that was cute. I mean, for the most part, that was pretty harmless, and I had fun watching the, the, the two actually act together. 
Yeah. And they didn't have to say anything because music was blaring over the top. So that was nice. Yeah. I mean, the, I so I, this is one that I watched off and on when I was a kid because it's one that my mom had on VHS. Um, yes, I'm an old man, VHSs. Um, but, God, I enjoyed it so much more as a kid because I guess I just didn't know what the hell was going on. But rewatching it as an adult now, it's... It just it does not hold up. There's there's pockets of there's pockets of entertaining moments. Um, I think it, I don't think I, I I kind of disagree with Ian a little bit. I don't think Mel Gibson's acting was terrible. I thought the moments where he was trying to be funny, his comedic timing was okay. Um, and there were some moments that in this film that made me genuinely laugh. But overall, it's 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 poo. This is what Pooh wants. <laughs> Our, I, I don't. I don't think we have much more to. Uh, well, I, I have unless, one. I've got one little. Yeah, unless you want to add, nugget. yeah, go for it. So, I did like the, the one part where I actually had like one little feeling, like oh, little, <laughs> little 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 perk of a feeling came up, and I'm like, oh, my my heart like crumbled maybe just a little bit was when he goes to find his daughter and at the prom because there's a subplot where you know he's has a daughter from a broken marriage and everything is because he's an asshole and the wife left him and blah blah and now his daughter's a teenager and gonna go to prom and he's trying to connect with her so on and so forth and then his fears are true that the daughter's boyfriend basically just wants to have sex with her and then she blows him off because she realizes she isn't ready and therefore she's crying in the bathroom is because she was treated like shit the cousin comes to his daughter's rescue and they have this nice kind of little father-daughter moment in the bathroom where they kind of talk through it and that part was like oh okay you know that that touched me a little bit but that was like literally the last five to eight minutes of the movie and one scene does not a movie could make oh you know and i just and then I wonder if this is what you're just about to say for us is the one entertain the one major entertaining part of the film had nothing to do with the film and had everything to do with Forrest. Was the literally the last scene of the film is he goes and he runs after Helen Hunt's character uh the circumstance that yeah there's McGuire that there's the circumstances I don't need to get into because it doesn't really matter but basically Mel Gibson spills his heart and tells Helen Hunt that yeah you know I've been abusing you know I've been stealing all of your ideas for my own self gain. You know, I care about you, blah, 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 all this stuff. And your job is not lost and I got it back for you. And then there's like this five second pause where Helen Hunt's character is staring at uh, Mel Gibson's character and Forrest just barks out. If that's true, then you're fired because, and then that's literally what she said. And I just started laughing. because I went, you called it. You called it. And that was a really good ending. Like, like right there, if it came to the, the, the fact that she's like, okay, you hurt me. I get it. You're fired. But maybe then they, uh, near the end of the movie, find some sort of way to rekindle and start from friendship up. But no, it ends with him saying, I need to be rescued. And she fires him. And he walks down the stairs like some sad puppy. And then she comes back and says, I'm sorry. I can't fire the man of my dreams kind of thing. I mean, and there are no consequences for the man's yeah. actions. And she's literally like, I have to be your knight in shining armor. I'm like, my Lord, you just showed your balls. And then you're like, whoop, they're clip-ons. Bloop, bloop. So, um, grading. Yeah, we're, um, yeah. I think this is going to be my first F. 
Oh. I, I didn't like this film. Now, getting through it, it was it was just boring to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I was able to look past the the offensive parts and was looking for the comedy. It's not here for me. Um, it it fizzled. There was a few moments that I really felt, and this is even uh, not a solid F for me. There are certain things I'm like, okay, cool. If people like this film, that's fine. I just... I I can't get behind this film and why it was such a critical success. It made back five times its budget. I don't get that. But is it F or F plus? Is it like a? I, I mean, I guess this would be like an F plus, maybe about the middle on a D minus, depending on what mood I am in. But ultimately, just right now, how, just, how you feel right now? It's just an F. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> I. I'm going to go with a D minus, I think. And the reason being is because the content was absolute shit. The, the, the characters were, were offensive to me in terms of the story and everything. There's a lot of things that just really affronted me a lot. But from a technical standpoint, it was a well put together movie. They did polish that turd as much as possible and they had the budget for it. And they did have some very good, actors and actresses playing decently well aside from in my opinion Mel Brooks acting so from that perspective I'm going to give it a D Mel minus did I you, say said Mel Mel, Brooks you said in? Mel Brooks oh, if Mel Brooks this movie would have been fucking amazing I but you know I yeah Mel Gibson I I'm going to give it a D minus just because I, I have to acknowledge that stuff but I'm so tempted to give it like an F so I'll go with the D minus though yeah, I'm at a D minus two. The only thing that brings it out of that is I like the concept. I didn't like the execution. I like the concept of a, you know, a, a man suddenly gets shocked and has the ability to read. I, I just like the ability to read minds, not specifically women's. But then, you know, I want a different story. I want the, the he finds the like Forrest said right at the beginning. He finds a murderer and thwarts up thwarts a plot and saves a family or whatever but no i i like the concept and uh, marissa tomei and judy greer also bring it up out of that f column for me uh d minus i mean the the concept in itself i guess is okay there's been remakes of this so there there's obviously something redeemable about this movie it's there's just a market i can't find it no i mean literally with you two talking here i already took that concept and came up with a whole new movie idea that sounds way better does it involve a serial killer no, it's just it's a better oh. rom-com that actually has an impact. <laughs> it's the same idea, except instead of him falling for, you know, the the hot up-and-coming business executive, is he instead falls in love with like someone like Judy Greer's character, saying, you know, the the small meat kind of person that he would never ever look at, and then he finds beauty and and love in someone because of their personality and who they are, rather than. Because they're hot or successful or something like that, and Judy he Greer finds, is hot, you know, yes, saying. yes, just she saying. is. No, she is. Just but, saying. but, 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 my point is, is, is make a movie. If you're going to make a movie about a man that discovers the value of viewing women as people because they are, mm-hmm. and not being a chauvinistic asshole, if you're going to take that premise, turn it into something where you really get into the idea of valuing a person for who they are and not because of shallow shit. And I Ooh, think that shallow would have been really more I like that movie. <laughs> shallow Howl. <laughs> shallow Howl was good, and it has yeah. and it has Jason Alexander with a with a tail. 
Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? He's oh, got a little yeah. nubby tail at the end, yeah. So at least that had that. Okay. Anyway, well, I'm done. Um, <laughs> I'm done with this. So, uh, yeah, if, if, you, if you want to have a say in uh, the movie we talk about every month, um, consider subscribing to our Patreon. The highest tier we have is only five bucks, so... Yeah, if you if you want to vote, we we will have movies to vote on every month, and um, by golly, we will talk about them even if they're rough. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe this is it. Maybe they like seeing you guys being tortured in studio says or my little ending skits, and they're like, you know what? We need everyone just to be tortured. I I'm kidding. You guys are allowed to like the movies that you want. Um, I still had a fun time talking about this movie, even though it was a lot harder to watch it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Seconded. Yeah. We love you. Have a wonderful day. And Bye, thank everyone. you. Also, you deserve whatever you were thinking about. You. Right there. Yes, you. You deserve that double calf mochaccino. Get it. And thank you for not ejecting these rejects, guys. We will see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.